Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show in studio. We have Governor David Patterson, Judge Weinberg, John Katsimatidis, and myself on the line. We have Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, not the pain that I'm seeing every time not I look P-A-I-N. at my 401k. Oh, <laughs> my God, and my day. grocery bill Depends from Instacart. Well, I didn't know you didn't own any bits of Bitcoin. No, 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 no. But my 401k is STX stock. No, no. I I believe in real money, not funny money. I agree with you. Uh, Give Ryan. uh, There's so much stuff going on with this FTX. Give us what how your thoughts of what the heck is going on. Well, I think I think the bottom line is it's obviously outright fraud. Um, You know, obviously the Sam Bankman fraud has been extradited back to the U.S. Um, I don't think you like that Bahama jail is <laughs> from what we're hearing. And what's remarkable is and you just talked about it for the break is this $250 million, uh, you know, bail. I mean, where, where did he come up with the money for that? And it sounds like his parents equity in their home, which obviously doesn't account for that at all. That's not enough money to, you know, to, to maybe some of the money from FTX went someplace in the West coast. You have to wonder, cause I said there's two individuals, uh, obviously, they're not naming who the individuals are with considerable wealth. So, you know, we, we have no idea. But I, I suspect, John, he doesn't he's not down to the hundred thousand dollars that he claims he is. Yep. Yep. I I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I mean, uh, right now, I, I've noticed the movements of Bitcoin and somebody is working very hard not to allow it to go below below 16,000. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've noticed that because the news has only gotten worse. And for some reason, you've kind of had a bid under the actual position, which is surprising because, you know, I'm willing to bet the house. I could be wrong, but it could be worthless at some point. I don't see where there's any intrinsic value to say it has a value at all. I agree with you 100 uh, uh, percent. It has no value. This whole crypto coin uh, uh, stuff, it's if you can't hold it in your hand to me. And if, yeah. the, if you know, when, I, when, when a bank comes out with cryptocurrency and the bank is guaranteeing it or the bank, there's somebody to talk to, to me, that's, you know, if J.P. Morgan came out with it or Bank America, Signature Bank, uh, I can understand the value because there's somebody to call up if something goes wrong. But yeah. with Bitcoin, who do you call? Yeah, there's no recall. Well, that's the whole point, right? I mean, the whole idea, too, is they're saying this is outside the financial system was the whole lore of it. Now all the big believers in Bitcoin are all of a sudden saying, well, we want to be regulated, <laughs> which is the exact opposite of what the pitch was before. But I always said it's like, well, if I have an airline and I'm going to start my own airline, it's not going to be re- regulated. And, you know, we're going to keep it completely unregulated. It's going to be outside the system. We may land where we're going to land or may not land where we're going to land. I think that's kind of what you've had here. You don't want your currency not regulated. It's insane. The whole idea is you have all these safeguards, and so your money's protected. And it's the antithesis of that to put into a cryptocurrency. Now, uh, Ryan, we just printed another $1.7 trillion, and we cre- we're creating it. And the only reason we're getting away with it is because the whole world trusts the dollar. They do, and the U.S. government still does have something like $300 trillion worth of assets, right? They have oil reserves. They have physical assets. They own land, right? So, I mean, even though it's not technically backed by anything, uh, but to your point, John, it's, it's backed by, you know, the U.S., which also has the most powerful military in the world, too. That doesn't hurt either. 
Um, but yeah, so I think for all those reasons, you know, that confidence comes from the fact that you know, we are an economic power and, you know, that's, that's a big deal, right? I mean, even through all the hyperinflation that we've had over the last year, all the uncertainty, uh, the dollar has been the strongest currency in the world, which says a lot about the health of the U.S. economy versus the rest of the world. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, uh, I forget the, the numbers. It's like 94 percent, 95 or 96 percent of, of the currencies between uh, what is it? The yen, the dollar, the uh, pound and uh, the euro. Is there anything else? Did I miss one? I think you got all the main ones. Yeah, hit it pretty good. I mean, who wants? Nobody wants uh, uh, Chinese money. I mean, you, we, when me and you were growing up, that was the joke: Chinese money. Right, right. Yeah. And the yuan is, I mean, essentially collapsed for us the dollar. You know, throughout this whole pandemic. So, you know, the bottom line is, at the end of the day, the U.S. dollar still, people still perceive the safety net of the world is still the U.S. And I think, you know, that was counter to all the pitches you heard about cryptocurrency, right? It was like U.S. dollar is going to be in trouble, especially if you have hyperinflation. It's going to devalue the currency. And we saw the exact opposite happen, which is kind of ironic when you think about it. Now, the other big rumor in the street, in Wall Street, uh, is uh, Goldman Sachs wants to shake up things and and uh, push out their, uh, their CEO out here. Well, their investment banking revenue is down like 40% this year. So I guess if I'm a Goldman shareholder, um, you're probably going to start to be concerned. And also, I think, you know, one of the big mistakes that Solomon, who now runs, uh, JP, or excuse me, JP Morgan, um, Goldman made was getting into retail banking. You know, Goldman's not a retail shop. Um, and that Marcus division has been a real disaster for them. You know, they're losing something like a billion dollars a year. Um, so I think the fact that the, the forays into to areas that Goldman's not really traditionally supposed to be in and their big competitor, Morgan Stanley, you know, has done very, very, very well there. They've expanded their wealth management business. James Gorman over there has done a phenomenal job. So I think, you know, at this point, you know, his performance comparatively has not been as good, um, especially as their main competitor, Morgan Stanley. Understood. Uh, interest rates. Uh, uh, Mr. Powell blinked. You were yelling at him. I was yelling at him. Uh, and <laughs> But the European uh, 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 controller of a currency did not blink. What, what, when's the next Fed meeting? Uh, it's not until February. So we're going to have a lot of economic data before we hear from the Fed again. And, you know, I, I just think the bottom line is, look, I mean, inflation, real-time inflation has come down a lot. You know, you talk about the real estate market every week, John. Um, anecdotally, a lot of my clients are business owners. Anything related to the real estate industry is they're starting to feel, feel the pain, right? Things are starting to slow down. So, yeah, I think the bottom line is you're going to see interest rates. I mean, interest rates are coming down already because the bond market is smarter than the Fed, in my opinion. Trust the bond gods, not the Fed. And I think what you're going to have to see here is you're going to have to see the Fed continue to blink next year, just like you and I have been saying. We, you know, we, basically what you've said and I've said is the damage is going to be uh, material if they don't stop. Yeah, they're going to create flat. additional damage that's not necessary by keeping raising interest rates. And, and, and I, I believe the smarter people understand that. I think they do, too. And I think the market understands that, too. And I think the market's betting that the Fed at some point here in face of the data is they're going to have to change their position. Because if you see inflation really come down next year, which I think you will, 
um, they're going to have no choice but to pause and maybe even by the end of the year start to cut rates, which I think is realistic because the economy really is slowing down. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Payne, for all that you do. Again, Payne Capital Management, and you have a show every Saturday right after. Are you going to be on tomorrow? We are on tomorrow, 1 o'clock, more money. It's the best thing you can do on Christmas Eve besides (laughs) drinking eggnog, in my opinion. Well, I'll be listening to you. You come on. Uh, Larry Kudlow is 1 o'clock to uh, 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 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock, the number one show on Saturdays, and you guys come on right after him. And Larry will also be live. Steve Moore and uh, Ryan Payne. Doesn't get better than that, John. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.